What's going on, everybody? Thanks for joining me tonight. Uh, my name is Dylan. I'm the host and producer for Survivor Millennium Park. Uh, oh my gosh, I can see the comments coming. This is so cool. I haven't live streamed ever, so this is really awesome. Uh, thank you for joining me tonight. Uh, tonight, what we're going to be doing is going over a little bit of, you know, uh, what is Survivor Millennium Park and what have we got coming up in our upcoming season that I'm super, super excited to share with everybody. A uh, couple of couple of housekeeping things real quick. Just want to start with a huge, huge thank you to the Live Reality Games team for making this happen, especially Dustin, who spent like 30 minutes with me earlier tonight making sure that I knew how to do this. Uh, super appreciate the help with this. And uh, I think we're having a lot of fun with this tonight. I also want to thank... Uh, uh, real quick, I'm going to be thanking them throughout this because this literally wouldn't have happened without them. We had this year an, an incredible crew uh, on site with us who made this happen. We had between players and crew members like 30 people at Millennium Park filming this season of Survivor. Uh, it was absolutely incredible. I was dead set against doing a second season. Uh, and then all of a sudden, so many wonderful people that I know told me like, hey, if you do it, I'll help you. I'll like, I'll help you. I'll hold the iPhone. I'll make it happen. So uh, there would be no reason for me to be speaking to you tonight without those wonderful people. So uh, super, super uh, appreciative of them. And we'll be talking a little bit more about that later tonight. But uh, we'll, we'll jump into it with a little bit of what is Survivor Millennium Park. So as the name implies, it is a very small scale version of the game Survivor filmed in Boston at Millennium Park. Uh, big, beautiful park. We've got these really incredible forest areas where we do, you know, tribal councils. We've got the camp set up. We've got these wide open athletic fields for the challenges. So it's really a very perfect location uh, for something like this. And it's right down the street from my house. So, you know, like what's not to like? Um Something to, to explain a little bit, you know, how is Survivor Millennium Park different than some of the other Survivor games that some of you might be familiar with? Uh, our game is totally focused on the strategy and social elements of the game. There's no overnight. There's no, you know, camping out in the woods and you don't have to make a fire. I, I actually tell the players they're not allowed to make fire. Uh, some of them fight me on that. Uh, but it's entirely focused on like, how well can you read people? How well can you make really quick relationships? Uh, how, how can you navigate that within the game? Uh, I also think, you know, I, I like to say that the a lot of the focus for like what we're looking for in terms of like how we build a season is we we're, we want the vibe of like a board game night, but stretched out over a weekend. We're not looking for, you know, who's going to cause the most like reality TV drama, though it does inevitably happen when you put cameras in front of people and have them play kind of a high pressure game. But, you know, like we want people to meet people that they otherwise wouldn't have been able to meet. We want people to make friends with each other. We want people to bond. I think that a lot of the focus uh, of the edited product version of it uh, is the comedy of the weekend. I think that we have... Uh, I would, I would dare to say, I think we have a uniquely funny show uh, for Survivor Millennium Park. You know, uh, again, going back to the, the the incredible crew that we have that makes it all happen. We have so many confessionals to pull from. Actually, I got a re I got a very nice comment on the uh, the LRG Discord uh, a couple of weeks ago from a person who said, you know, the of all the games I've seen, the one that feels closest to watching Survivor. Survivor Millennium Park. I have no idea how he captured all of those confessionals. And it's because I have this really incredible team who pulls players, you know, whether they want to be pulled or not, pulls the players to say, what are you thinking? Like that conversation that you just had with that other person, you were whispering the entire time. Dylan can't use any of that footage except for B-roll. Tell me right now, 
What did you talk about? What are the outcomes? What's happening going forward? What's your opinion about that person? Things of that nature. So I, I really view the, these productions as, you know, part game, part show, game show. <laughs> really clever stuff here you guys are getting for this. Uh, but no, I, I think that for me, what comes natural is the the focus on the show and think about the experience for, you know, the, the viewers I want the viewers to enjoy. But really, the, the main thing that I want out of this is that the people who participate have like a cool thing to show their friends and family at the end of this. You know, that, that at the end of it, they can be like, look, like, here's what it would look like if I was on if I was on TV. Uh, I'm seeing some of the nice comments coming in the chat. So thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh you know, to, to really put the thought into like, all right, like, how are we setting up these shots? You know, uh, the crew, you know, we had a lot of crew members this year who were gracious enough to not only give me the one whole weekend at Millennium Park, but who actually came the weekend before to like do some training of like, all right, for this challenge, like if the players are doing this, we need the camera crew here uh, at Tribal Council. Like these are the optimal spots for the camera crew to be. Um I'm seeing a little season one reunion. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Tony. Hey, Julia from season two. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Uh, but, you know, I think that an area for me that I that I think between season one and season two that I had to grow in was like the game design. So I actually brought in uh, some of the players from season one. Uh, Zach, Tony, and Andrew came in. And they helped really think through uh, a lot of the different game elements. Because, you know, I'm like, look, guys, like, I know what my experience was running around, getting severely dehydrated at the park. But, like, what was it like as a player? Like, what like what can we work on? So, you know, I think the challenges got bumped up for this season. We really thought through how do we design challenges in a way that, at least for the for the team portion, that it can't just come down to, like, one person wins the whole thing for everybody. You can't, like, there's no, you can't have an anchor person who just dominates everything, right? How do we create challenges that force them to work together and, and to test a variety of skill sets, right? And then, you know, other things like, like the camp life. I think that I got to, I got to give Andrew a shout out for, like, the, like, the smallest, biggest suggestion that we implemented, I think, I don't know that for the viewers it changed anything, but like for me, it's like the storyteller changed everything. The players don't put their bags in the main camp anymore where they're sitting. They put them like near the entrance. Uh, so they have a reason to like use more of the camps. Obviously when there's no survival component, there's no like, oh, let me go get some water at the water well. There's none of that. There's no like, oh, let me go scavenge for uh, for, for supplies. There's none of that. But if I tell you, hey, you have to put the bug repellent 20 feet away from where you're sitting all day. Now they have a reason for, oh, I'm going to go get bug repellent. Do you, do you want to come too? And then they can chat with each other. So little things like that that we really tried to think through, like how do we improve the experience as well for the players and for the game? Uh, you know, I, I think what the, the last thing I'll say for like, what is Millennium Park that I think sets it apart from some of the other uh, survivor LRGs? I put a lot of focus in making sure that the series is... Uh, jam-packed with only like the best of the best of the footage right the episodes are short i've seen a lot of allergies the episodes are coming out like an hour an hour 30 frankly like do i have enough footage for that absolutely do but to me i'd i kind of like the idea that like you could sit down and, like marathon this in one day and i kind of think it's a little bit optimal too i think that when you get to kind of watch it you you catch some of the some like the little subtle nuances of some of the players this, is, this isn't like anything brilliant that i'm doing it's just like you get to kind of watch the players like shift in perspective over time um i'm really proud of the fact that season one clocks in at like four hours you know like so many hours of footage condensed to like a four-hour thing 
trimmed all the fat so it's just like the best content like the most interesting dynamic shots uh you know uh, unless there's a specific need for it you're never going to see a shot in millennium park that lasts longer than 20 seconds unless i really had to show you like something longer than that we're going to cut to another visual so uh, I think that's been something that audiences really appreciated is the editing component that goes into it. A lot of work has gone into that. Uh, and I've gotten a few compliments here and there on my Jeff Probst impression. So I hope you guys enjoyed that in season two as well. So with that all being said, I do want to jump. Uh, actually, before we get to the questions, I have a, I have a thing I wanted to show everybody. So for those of you who follow us on Facebook or Instagram, uh, we had a little teaser go out this year. We had, a special guest star join us at the park to play the role of uh, a, like a like a special guest co-host with me for the first episode. So I'm gonna give just a just a little little teaser here. Uh, let's see if I can get this to work. We've got a great game planned for you guys, and you know, I could stand before you and I could try to give you a taste of what to expect. But objectively, I've never played Survivor. I don't know what it's like to be out there to be strategizing, to be scheming. But luckily. I know somebody with a little bit of experience with that. I'm very excited to welcome to the park. <laughs> I love the little dramatic survivor music in Fade to Black. That gets me. It gets me every time. At the very least, I do this, I do this kind of for my for my own amusement. Uh, <laughs> I see Andrew in the chat. J Dylan's Jeff Probst track is great. That's uh that that's what that's kind of what it is. Yeah, I think uh he probably deserves royalty checks from me. I don't know. Uh so uh, I'm going to get to some of the questions, but my, my last plug for, for, uh, for the new season we got coming up, uh, Survivor Millennium Park season premiere for season two, Sunday, January 29th, new episodes every Sunday. I think they're going to be coming out at like 10 a.m. Uh, just because like, you know, like, 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 why wait? Let's get in there. Let's watch the episode as soon as we want. So it's out at 10 a.m. And then, you know, it's available on demand, uh, by which I mean, it's a YouTube video. <laughs> Uh, in terms of some of the preseason content that's already out, uh, I really had a lot of fun putting a lot of stuff out there to kind of like, you know, uh, you know, just sort of like build, it's, it's not even so much about building hype, it's just so much to say like, we have so much stuff, uh, let's show you guys as much as possible. So we've got, first, we've got a preview of the first episode, the first five minutes of the episode already up on our YouTube channel. We've got the theme song for you Survivor fans. I think you'll be, uh, I think you'll be uh, amused by it. I included some of the, uh, like the old school theme song components. Uh, we've got a meet the cast video up only like 20 minutes, gives you a little bit of like a preview of who all these people are, a little bit more about their background information, uh, as well as a cast assessment that I recorded right before the season. How did I do? I guess you'll have to watch to find out. Uh, I did make a winner pick, which felt uh, was feeling pretty bold. So uh, definitely go check that out on our YouTube channel. And uh, let, let's throw this out as well. Uh, if you're interested, leave a comment with who who do you think the uh, the special guest host is? Like I said in the little teaser I just played, uh, former Survivor player, beloved by the community. Uh, and there's a connection with uh, me, this person, and live reality games that we'll, we'll get into when we get to the uh, the reveal at the end. So how's that? I'm only 12 minutes in, and that was supposed to take five minutes. So we're doing great on time, you guys. Thanks for hanging out with me tonight. Uh, so let's get to some of the fan questions. Uh, first up, uh, and these are no particular, these are just in the order that... Uh, I went to Instagram on that one. Uh, Olivia asks, hi, Olivia. Uh, Olivia and I used to work together. Thanks for uh, thanks for submitting a question, Olivia. Olivia asked, uh, 
is this year better than last year? So what I'll say, and I, I, this is a, this is going to be a controversial one because I see we have a couple of season one players in the chat. Uh, <laughs> I would say this season is stronger in terms of uh, the finished product is certainly stronger because I was smarter about running the game and running the show. I could think of, you know, like I said, some of the structural changes to the game in terms of like, all right, like how, how are we choosing challenges, but also things like uh, more interesting twists were used, better planning for the space of the park, uh, things like that, that kind of like, because of that, things got a little more visually dynamic when we're filming. Uh, the crew received better training from me and also more crew members obviously helps, but you know, we were able to talk a little bit more about like, all right, when you're pulling people from for confessionals, right? What kind of things are you asking them about? It's not just like, Oh, can you recap for me what's happening? But it's like, wh what's your place in the tribe? How, how do you feel about like the moves that you're making is survivor a mean game? That's a question that we got into a couple of times, you know, uh, I think tribal council is the same thing. One of the, here, here's my like, you know, like old man yelling at cloud thing. If you're watching modern survivor, the tribal council segments are terrible. You can tell that they're, they're padding them out. Boring questions. We're not getting into the meat of anything. So I really wanted to use the tribal council time in survivor millennium park to talk through like, all right, what are the tribe dynamics? What, what can we talk about at tribal that I know is not being talked about at the camp and that I know is not being talked about in confessional. So we like to ask questions of like, all right, like is, is a leader standing out on the tribe? Uh, how, how will you know that the right decision is being made? What criteria are you factoring? And like, what, what do you need to do right now? Because tribal council is where you face the consequences for your actions in this game. What do you need to do now to make sure that you don't come back to tribal council again? Uh, I think, you know, season, the, the one thing I could say that uh, season, the season two can never take from season one is I personally had more friends playing in season one. Uh, it's so like that's always going to be a higher investment for me. It, it just, you know, it, it, I am who I am. I'm biased, uh, but it is what it is. But I think season two, I think is going to be an exceptionally strong uh, viewing experience. So I'm really excited to share it with everybody. Uh, another question from Olivia. Will there be any John Ton sightings? John Ton uh, is on the crew for the season. So you will see him in the background of a couple of shots. You'll actually see. Uh, I think most of our crew members make an appearance in, in a background shot at some point or other. So keep an eye out for some of the other season one players uh, who helped out. And I will, here's a little preview for you. John Ton, a very noted player from season one, has a has a personal connection with one of the players in season two. And I think I cut this from the Meet the Cast video because it, it comes up later in the season. So uh, keep an eye out for who John Ton knows. Uh, question from... Uh, Stephanie Yee on Instagram. When is Tony going to play Game Changers? Uh, that would be Tony from our first season. Look, the, the, I think the question for Tony is, uh, does Tony want to come play Millennium Park All-Stars or does he know that he's going to get voted out first so he'd rather help me run it? So Tony, that, that's, that's the question for you. Uh, Lizzie, who was one of our crew members from the season, Lizzie asked, which player surprised you the most? Uh, for season one players, I think the one who surprised me the most. Oh, and I guess if you haven't seen season one, we're going to get like light spoilers. I won't try to say anything too explicit, but like spoilers, go watch. It's only four hours. Pause this, go watch it, come back. Um, season one player who surprised me the most, Wu. Wu came in and I, I think that she was, I don't, I don't know like what she was expecting from the experience, but when she realized that things were not going her way she fought so hard to turn things around i was i was very impressed once i got to see the footage and see how that all played out uh 
that she really hustled to try to turn things around at the last minute for herself. So really got to respect that. And uh, here's a fun fact for you. A few of the players from this season competed in another LRG hosted by Zach from season one of Millennium Park called the genius Massachusetts based on the genius, the South Korean game show. Woo went on to compete in the genius Massachusetts. It came in third place. So, you know, maybe Millennium Park season one wasn't for her, but then she found the game that she excelled in. Uh, Another question from Lizzie, which crew member is your favorite and why is it Lizzie? <laughs> um, again, I can't emphasize enough. The crew were absolute rock stars this year. Uh, season one, the crew, you know, worked so hard with only five people. It was, it's actually kind of a miracle that we pulled it off the first year. And I think it's, I think these games are always kind of a miracle to pull off. Right. Uh, but again, cannot emphasize enough having three times as many crew members was such a lifesaver. Uh, was super appreciative to the crew members who reminded me to drink water that was really helpful. And just, I could just think of the moments where I was like, so like overwhelmed with like the experience of it all. I could think of like being out of breath at like the top of the hill and realizing like, oh my God, I've got to run all the way back up there and get this thing. And like one of the crew members would just be like, hey, like, I, like I've been down here for 20 minutes. Like, just give me your car key and I'll go get what we need. And me being like, oh, right. There are other people here who are eager to help. Uh, so that I, I just I, I could not have been more blown away by that. I really could not have been uh, more, more grateful for that. That was I, just really incredible. Really meant a lot to me, actually. Not to get too personal on a live stream. Uh, another question from Lizzie. Would you do a third season? So like I, I always say I'm not going to do another season. Right. I insisted that I was not going to do a season two. And then. Uh, I got lunch with Zach and John Ton and they talked me into it. So it's just a matter of time before somebody talks me into doing season three. Right. So never say never. Uh, I really think the question is one, like, you know, is there the crew to make it happen? Uh, I just, it, it, this is, I've learned that this is not a thing that can be done on a skeleton crew. We do need a lot of people to make this happen. I think the other question is like, what, what, what do I want to see? What have we not done that I'm interested by? Um, you know, season one of Millennium Park, I'd hosted three other seasons of Survivor before that called Survivor Berkshires back in 2013, 2014, and 2015. I had never done a 14-player season, so was kind of interested by that. Had never done a season with people who were not high school or college students, so was interested by that. So once I had, like, an idea for this season, I was like, okay, now I know, like, what do I want to see play out in this format? So I, I need to, like, figure out what that is. I'm not just going to do a third season for, like, the sake of a third one, but we'll see. Anything's possible. Uh, uh, another question here. What made you choose Millennium Park to film in? Uh, so for anybody who doesn't know, we're filmed in Millennium Park in Boston, which is just, like, a big, beautiful park. Not Millennium Park in Chicago, which I think has the bean. I don't know. I named. I, I didn't know that that was what that park was called in Chicago, that it's also called Millennium Park. Uh, so egg on my face for those uh, search engine optimization results. Am I right? Uh, Millennium Park, huge, beautiful park. Uh, like I said, like this like big wooded area where like you can put the teams and like there's areas for like challenges in there and like tribal council, like you can hide things in the woods for them to find. Uh, also these big open athletic fields for them to do challenges. Porty potties on location, which is nice. Although I know I do know some of the players opt to just be in the woods. Um, and most importantly, it's uh, it's close to my house, which is which is key. Actually, the first time we did one of these, I thought it was gonna be like similar structure to the the Survivor Berkshire seasons that I used to host, which included a two hour lunch break, so I could go home and like film the or charge the phones that we were filming on. Uh, until my wife was like, Dylan, nobody's gonna sit at the park for two hours while you go charge your phones. And I was like, Well, that's a good point. Yeah, okay. 
Uh, let's get lunch catered. That'd be perfect. Um, yeah, see, the other thing with Millennium Park that I don't know if other games do, we cater lunches. Nobody goes hungry. There's really, there's no survival to it at all. Um, another question from Lizzie. Thanks, Lizzie, for all the questions. I actually really appreciated that. Um, Lizzie says, budget is not a consideration. Where do you host your next season? Uh, I film it in Fiji. I call it Survivor Fiji. And Jeff Probst has to go film in a park. Um, that's like, that's like my fun, like my fun answer. Uh, legitimately, if I could film it, I would love to do a season on the Cape. I actually, um, for Emma from season one, uh, for her birthday one year, she had me host a survivor game for her. She's not a survivor fan. She just knows that I host these. So she's like, Oh, that'd be fun. Like I, Dylan could host a game for me to win. That sounds great. Um, so we filmed on the Cape and it was just kind of cool aesthetically to like have things on the beach and, you know, like then like be back at a Cape house for some of it. So like, I would actually be kind of interested in like a, like a Cape survivor uh, if I had the you know money for that and like resources to like get people out to the Cape. Um, Justin from season one submitted a couple of questions. First, he said, what was your favorite move or moment in season one? Uh, favorite moment has got to be uh, the confessional from Jean, I think in episode four after the, her team's gone to their first tribal council. Uh, where she talks about like she doesn't like being in an alliance. Uh, she understands that like that's how the game works, but like she doesn't like like she just voted for somebody because like she was with a group of people and he wasn't. Um, so I, I I just I love the I love the idea of like people struggling with the game, like the moral dilemma that comes in with it. I'm really big into casting people who are not diehard survivor fans love to get the diehards love to give them the opportunity to play this game that they love i think that's really wonderful but i also really love to get people who are just like looking for a new experience and to try something new uh you know hopefully it's not like traumatic for them to play like a high emotional stress kind of game like this uh but i hope that it's kind of like an interesting like thought experiment of like what would you do and then you're actually there you have to put pen to parchment and decide like what choices am i going to make during this um so that was a favorite moment uh for me Favorite move. I don't know if I have a, I, I think pff, favorite move. Uh, I even wrote down my answers to make sure like I kept going. I don't know. I have to think about my favorite move because there were a lot of like really subtle little interesting ones. Like you could look at like, you know, Tony's fake idol and you could say like, well, that didn't work. But like it, it like almost did in a really interesting way uh, where like, you know, Justin has not seen the fake, has not seen the real idol, but his allies have. So his allies know Tony is a fake, but Justin doesn't know. So Justin like has to consider like, Am I changing the plan last minute? So like, that was a really interesting move. Um, you know, uh, Zach's uh, att attempted assassination on Kim, a failed move, but like an incredible episode. The the feedback from that one where people say like that one was like watching like a real episode for, of Survivor, like that meant a lot to me that people really enjoyed that one. So uh, I, I'd have to say those are a couple of fav standout favorites from, uh, from season one. Um, Justin also asked... <laughs> And I knew he was going to. Who would you have voted for if you were on the jury? Justin, what you need to know about me, which you might not know because every time I play your online games, I go out pre-jury, is I really, really, I'm, so I've never played one of these in person. I've played a few online because I'm a huge geek. Uh, every time I played an online one, I always, always, always vote for who I think is going to get second place. I think 98% of the time I vote for the person who I think is getting a second place because it's the TV producer in me, right? That's like, I want to help the host have a close result because I understand, okay, if I pile my vote onto the person who's clearly winning and it's like six to one, seven is like, that's, that's not as fun, but maybe I'll vote for the person who I think doesn't have a chance. One, it's like kind of nice to them. Like they feel like they didn't lose by as much. Uh, and also 
then for the host, it's like, ooh, like, like this is a really close result, you guys. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I'm sorry to say, Justin, I, I, I would have voted for Tom. Uh, there's no comment on your game. It was very clear during Final Tribal that you were you were starting to run away with it. So, sorry, it would have been 5-3 if, if I was on the jury. <laughs> uh, uh, another friend of the show, Joe Sorrentino, asks, what inspired you to create this live game? So, love that question. I, like I said, I had hosted one of these from 2013 to 2015. I was in college then, uh, filmed them during the summers. And I, I kind of... Uh, you know, by the end of it, I was really burnt out on it. I was like, that was a lot of work. Uh, I, had, I had no money. I was just a little college student, right? Like, like resources were so limited. And uh, I was kind of like, I feel like I've seen, I feel like I've like seen enough. Like, like I, I get the gist. I see what I'm capable of. And then, you know, like years pass and I continue to have anxiety nightmares about like being in a park and like a challenge piece has gone missing that we desperately need for the final seven immunity challenge. Um, it's kind of like, all right, this is clearly not going away. In, like, this is just part of what I'm about at this point, <laughs> for better or worse. Um, so, you know, coming out of the pandemic and realizing, like, all right, like, I'm a real adult now. I, I have resources. I know a decent number of Survivor fans. And I also have, like, a pretty good network of people who just kind of, like, like to be part of projects that I'm doing. I don't know if that, I don't know if that sounds braggy or not, but, like, you know, uh, j just to kind of uh, have people that are like, oh, like Dylan's doing a thing and like he promises it'll be fun. Yeah, like I'm, I'm liable to believe him. It probably is going to be fun. Uh, so I, I just feel like we had like the right the right kind of people that we could get in the mix. And then plenty of people, a lot more people than I would have expected reached out to participate that I did not know prior to this or like that I barely knew who reached out. Like that was really incredible to see people uh, who I didn't like talk to in years. They were like, yeah, I'll give this a shot. Um, I think also in a way... Uh, I really like Survivor the game. I find Survivor the show to be a little lacking at times. Uh, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm a hater. I'll say it. <laughs> um, so I kind of, am like, I, I love this premise is so good. I, I'm just, I'm just going to do it my way. I think you can see watching Melanie Park. There is a lot. I'm drawing a lot of inspiration from the early seasons of Survivor. Uh, you know, I think you look at Millennium Park season one, there's a very obvious Survivor Borneo analogy. Actually, uh, an applicant from uh, for season two, uh, when we when we were in the casting process, he sent me a very sweet message. Sort of, oh, sorry, you hear my dog whining. She's a little, she's a little rat dog. Um, you can catch her hidden in the finale of season one. Ha ha. Um, a very, a very sweet fan sent me a message. Was sort of like a like, like I feel like you kind of did a Survivor Borneo and kind of a breakdown of like who are the who are the players? Like what is like some of them are really like a one to one analogy of like this millennium park player is this borneo player um you know i listened to the the survivor historians podcast to kind of get like that perspective of like what was the perception of these seasons as they were airing and kind of taking that into account i think of um you know uh the the merge vote in season one of survivor and the merge vote in season one of survivor millennium park i really wanted those to feel similar uh the the very very quick and probably messy tldr version of this is that in season one of Survivor Born, you're like the most beloved contestant gets voted out. It's a crazy blind side. Uh, the audience is outraged. Like, how could this happen? Like, the game has gone wrong. The game has turned. And I kind of wanted a similar feeling for season one of Millennium Park because I felt like the the role that the merge boot from season one played uh, was very simple. Like, this is a person who, by all accounts, can and should have won a game like this. Like, uh, a, a competent, smart person uh, physically capable of competing in something like this, mentally, socially, everything, like the complete package, taken out 
you know, by this by the circumstances of the game. So I kind of want to create that same feeling of like, this isn't fun that this happened. And I don't really, maybe that's not a silly point for this, but like I, I kind of like to lean into like the sad part of like what a tribal council is. Uh season one in particular, people get voted out and it's dead silent to tribal council. I think that any of the players in the chat want to confirm this for me. People sat there in just like stunned silence, like, wow, we really just voted out that person who said that this was like her lifelong dream. Damn, that sucked. Um, so I, I I kind of wanted to lean into the idea of like something bad has happened at this vote. The the game has changed in an irreversible way. And maybe this isn't a good thing. Maybe this doesn't reflect well on the concept of Survivor. Um, so that's uh, that that's kind of the long rambly version. Uh, very interested, sort of like the history of Survivor and like how how can I use that in Millennium Park? And I continue to in this season in ways that I'm uh, really excited for. Uh, I see to I see Tony in the chat. Final six, you can hear a pin drop. Absolutely, the you know. Uh, there were like people got voted out season one and there was no like there like i i can think of like the the first time i hosted one of these right like people get voted out and it's like oh haha you got me uh i i my, my brother played uh a couple of my original games and when they got voted out uh when they got voted out survivor also berkshire's all-stars they like ripped their shirt off in front of everybody <laughs> like like cursed out the rest of the tribe like there was none of that it was just like tense and uncomfy in a way that like i was like we're gonna lean into this like we're not gonna shy away from like something bad has happened at, at tribal council so uh it's kind of like a again I, i'm really trying to keep this close to 30 and we're wrapping up soon uh my last question that i have uh john ton because john ton always submits questions <laughs> whenever we do these uh john ton wants to know are Jonathan and Zach still close? No, uh, Jonathan was actually sent to the Arctic to study penguins shortly after filming wrapped up. And I haven't seen him since, uh, but I hope he's doing okay. Um, no, Z Jonathan and Zach are still friends. I'm in a group chat with Jonathan and Zach that Zach started. Thanks for that, Zach. Really appreciate that. Um, <laughs> but yes, they are still to, the be to this day uh the, the best of friends. And as, as Tony said in the chat, best move of season one, Jonathan kicking the tree. I mean, like, come on. I, I challenge you, rest of the live reality games community, what other Survivor games are you going to watch with a minute and a half dedicated in two separate episodes to a man punching a tree? I, I challenge you. I challenge you. Uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. I know. I pride myself on the uh, the fact that the my seasons are so uh, so snappy, and yet I, I I'm like, well, we can spend 30 seconds letting them walk into Tribal Council. <laughs> Got to let it breathe. All right. So thanks to everybody who submitted questions and thanks to everybody uh, who hung out in the chat. I'm now excited uh, to share. Let me try to share my screen here uh, for this video. Like I said, we had a special guest appear uh, on this season. Uh, this is a former Survivor player who I connected with through the Live Reality Games podcast, funny enough. Uh who said, you know what? Like, I like I like I'm not I'm not reaching out to compete, but if there's something I can do to like help in some way, uh I, I'd love to do that. So without any further ado, I am gonna go ahead and bear with me here, people, please. Come on, this is like a Zoom meeting between the, the six of us. I'm gonna go ahead and share my screen and uh play this uh this little video. I'm very excited to welcome to the park Jillian from Survivor Gabon. <laughs> Oh, 
natural to be part of another survivor. Yeah. In case you don't know, I'm Jillian from Survivor Gabon. It was 2008. I was 61 when I got on. I never gave up. I applied for eight years, 20 applications, and knew that when the timing was right for me, they would pick me, and that's what happened. Yes, yeah, Survivor is a great experience. Yes, it was tough. There's no toilet paper. There's basically no food. You pee in the bushes, which is actually a lot easier because here you have to go find the water party. So Survivor is actually easier in a lot of ways, but it was worth every minute of it. And everything in life is worth what you do to put into it. It's not always just the journey. The destination was Survivor briefly, but since then I've done over 500 speaking engagements and I run a very big charity event called Reality Rally. We have raised over a million dollars for a cancer resource center. That's what Survivor did for me. What is life going to do for each one of you? So thank you for having me here. I really appreciate it. Let's give Dylan and his enormous crew, which gives CBS a run for them, a big cheer. Hooray! All right, so that's your little extra preview of uh, the season premiere. That's right, Jillian from Survivor Gabon came to the park to join us. It was uh, it was such an incredible experience. I had actually met Jillian at the a watch party for the premiere of Survivor 41, where she said, oh, after this, I'm doing a live stream with live reality games. And I was like, oh, I follow them on Facebook. That's so cool. Uh, and then when I did a post-episode recap later in... Uh, it must have been Survivor. It must have been Survivor 41. Also, uh, Justin and I from season one of Millennium Park did a, a live post episode recap. Uh, I gave her a little shout out in the comments. She noticed. She dropped me a message. It was like, if you do another one of those, like keep me posted. Would love to help in some way. Uh, Going to release a, a deleted scene. I think after episode one. Uh, not only did Jillian come to like like spend her morning at the park with us, uh, give a wonderful talk to the players. She actually also you know did a little bit of a Q and A with them, a little bit of show and tell. She brought some of her props from Survivor Gabon to show off. Wore this exact same outfit, which I she assured us still smells like campfires. Uh, she gave these really lovely little uh, packets to all of the players and crew uh, with her card on them that I think, oh, I should, oh shoot, I should have grabbed my card for this. It's like, says like dream big, uh, like, like, like what her mantra is. Uh, she gave, she gave those out to all the players. Uh, she gave a little, um, I'm forgetting, I, I, I'm forgetting what it was in the bags, but she gave a really sweet trinket to the players uh, representative of her time at Survivor. And she also gave each of them in the little bag, a rock. And one player got, I think it was the Black Rock, which indicated that that person was chosen by the Survivor Gods to win. So we'll reveal that as well, and we can find out as we watch the season, were the Survivor Gods right? Was I right? Was Zach, my co-producer, whose winner pick is also in our cast assessment video on our YouTube channel now, was he right? Did any of us figure out who won this thing before it even started? So really can't say enough how appreciative I am to Jillian uh, for taking the time. She was such a fun addition. Uh, you could hear some of, when you watch the first challenge, you'll hear some of her commentary in that, which was a lot of fun to have her uh, side by side with me. Uh, Jeff Probsting the first challenge. Uh, so I, I think that that just about does it. Uh, thanks to everybody for hanging out. Really appreciate uh, seeing some familiar names in the chat. Hope those of you who are watching this later, because people don't watch things live anymore. It's all it's all about like the, the three days afterwards, right? That's why viewership is declining on television all across the all across the world. <laughs> 
Hope you all enjoy. Hope this gave you a little bit of like, what is the vibe of Survivor Millennium Park? Uh, season premiere in the little banner right here. Sunday, January 29th. Episode one is going live at 10 a.m. Eastern time. And then for the next 10 weeks after that, new episodes every Sunday at 10. So make sure to check it out. Uh, I, I would dare to say I think we've got a really a really exceptional season ready to share with you all. So thanks, everybody, for hanging out. Uh, like and subscribe to the, the live reality games. They do really amazing work. Thanks again to Dustin and the rest of the team here for making this happen. Really uh, super appreciate it. And uh, who knows? Maybe we'll stream with you guys again sometime. So, uh, all right. I'm going to figure out how to end this. And uh, we'll call it a night. Thanks, everybody. Bye. <laughs>